What is going on, moms and dads? Welcome to the Fade You Podcast. This is episode 145, coming to you late Monday night, September 12th, 2022. On this episode, we talk all things NFL Week 1. We're going to review what happened this weekend, what narratives we're looking to fade going into Week 2, and we have got you guys covered with a nice recap here. Make sure you're following the Twitter at Fade Sports. Make sure you check out the YouTube all our podcasts are available in video format as well, except for the one that Chris got in trouble with Brett. <laughs> we can't show that one, but that's okay. <laughs> also, make sure you're following the TikTok. We'll do a better job of adding to that. That is at Fade University on TikTok. But the Twitter is where you can find all the good stuff. That is at Fade U Sports. So, all right. My name is Matthew James at Matthew James 78 on Twitter. And uh, I had a nice weekend in the Westgate Super Contest. And that will be a common theme here. My hobbled, crippled, poop loving friend Chris Duke is here. He is at Hazmat Suit 23. Chris, take a victory lap. Sometimes when you bet poop, Sometimes when you go on an island game with Gino starting, Gino can't get it done, right? Man, he looked pretty good. Didn't throw any picks, and uh, they get the cover. Obviously, huge stops by Seattle. Uh, that red zone O's got to figure it out for the Denver, but uh, they played well. They played well. They laid a dud second half, but got the money, baby. Chris also went 4-1 and one in the Super Contest. Uh, nice job there, Dad. And lastly, we got uh, the Bucket Boy on the pod tonight. We got Neil here. He's at Big Nelly Buckets on Twitter. Neil, how was a birthday weekend, Dad? Uh, besides going two and three in the Super Contest, the birthday weekend was very nice. Got absolutely blacked on Saturday, a day after the birthday, but it was a big college football day. Wife let me have it all to myself. Took the kids out for a good portion of it. Um, wow. And Sunday, Sunday was great. Clearly Kmart, my partner in this little contest, clearly blames me, made me come on the pod today <laughs> to represent. He's hiding. He's sulking. Get over it. It's week one. We'll be fine, Dad. He's mad. You boycotted the Bears, Dad. You boycotted the Bears. <laughs> he went back like three no. weeks ago go with that shit like this was pre-even contest he goes back I do remember I do remember he's like I think I like bears and I was like I think you might be overthinking things yeah. that was my, that was the like and an end conversation that's that's fine but Kmart's only been talking about having a bet on the bears plus seven for several weeks now <laughs> and how does it not get in the contest yeah. oh man <laughs> No, no Kmart tonight. He is, uh, he is probably like Chris said, snuggling with his CLV trophy for having Broncos minus five. Um, so much for that. <laughs> and uh, no, Joe. Joe is uh, on a tour of the Midwest. The dad was in Chicago yesterday, just walking around in the rain in his poncho, watching his Niners. Um, Lose. Come up a, he come had up bears. A little, exactly. a little small, but he faded dead and got bears full, so it's fine. 
And uh, Joe will be back, hopefully, with us later this week when we look ahead to week two. But hey, week one, um, my entry, Super Contest 4 and 1. Chris's entry, Super Contest 4 and 1. Joe and Jared, Super Contest 4 and 1. And Neil and Kmart, 2 and 3, but it's fine. It's week one. There's a long way to go. All we can do is maybe learn from some mistakes and learn some lessons and, and figure out how to pick these better going forward. Chris, let's start with you. Any any hindsight that you wish, ah, oh, man, woulda, shoulda from week one? What's the one that you can regret? Yeah, the only one was uh, the I took, I leaned towards, I guess, the road division dog when we chose our 1L was uh, Patriots. And uh, we were really looking because we know Colts are really down week one every year. I mean, for fuck's sake, what, they've lost to the Jags twice in a row or something as double digits. So, we knew we liked Texans. They're underrated. Mills is decent, and we just left it out. So um, they should have won that outright. They ended up with a tie, but plus seven was never in doubt. They led that. They dominated that whole game. And the Colts are going to have to figure out if Matt Ryan is going to be uh, good for them this year. But, uh, yeah, and that's my one. And uh, we were looking at Bears, too. And, uh, you know, just with that rain, you know, they that defense is going to be a tight game. But uh, – it didn't make the card, so we'll get better next week. Yeah, well, it maybe improve eighty percent. Dad, it's just not good. It's not good <laughs> enough. Five and zero, oh, baybe. We want that five and zero. Oh, it's so elusive. Neil, any woulda, coulda, shouldas from your guys' side? No, not real. I mean, not really. I guess you know. In hindsight, we probably should have just you know stayed off of. Uh, the Saints, I, it was really hard. Yeah. And, you know, Kmart loved the Saints. He bet every single Saints future he possibly could. Um, we probably yes, should have just stuck with the, our guns on division dogs. So we should have stuck to our guns on division dogs and left the Saints out of that one. Um, my favorite play was Raiders, you know, plus the three and a half. They lose by five, came down two-point conversion, just didn't go our way. That's sometimes how the, the ball lands. But I think the should have probably just staying away from the Saints. Yeah, let's talk about the division dogs. Um, I mean, I, so home division dogs, Chris, we had three this week. We had Falcons, wire-to-wire cover. How have they lost that game? I don't know. You even said it when they were up 16 you, I was sitting next to you. How Falcon-like it would be, of course. And what do they do? Unbelievable. I knew it. I'm just, thank God, I thought, if they give up this two-point conversion and lose by six, I swear to fuck. But they held on. I think you would have jumped out my window and said, <laughs> fuck, fuck my tour to kill each other and just end it now. I'm going to break my other one. Yeah, fuck this. But yeah. It didn't. Um, but, hey, Falcons, home division dog, wire-to-wire cover. Texans, home division dog, wire-to-wire cover. Vikings, home division dog, wire-to-wire cover. Even though they closed as the fave, I mean, I don't know what the books could have done on that one, but you just, I don't know how you explain it. It, Some way, somehow, they just find a way to cash. So, people, you got to remember this week when next year the division dogs are so strong, especially the home division dogs. They're on a crazy run right now. It's got to be like high 70% over the last few years, right? I mean, that's that's the moneymaker in week one. Yeah. I mean, we even saw, I mean, a lot of them, right? I mean, we saw even the Lions snuck in the back door as a home dog. 
Um, obviously, the Steelers went and almost they won outright as a road division dog, which is what we targeted. And uh, yeah, so there's a lot. Week one was all that we thought it would be. Very strong. And overall, I think the favorites went eight and eight against the spread. So it's not like it was a huge dog week, but if you're able to just find the right ones, um, let's quickly run through the other ones we gave out on the pod. I know Neil just talked about Raiders. That was Joe's favorite play. That's his only loss in the contest. I talked about Steelers. I know Kmart really liked that as well. That's a weird one because the turnovers were really, really egregious by Cincy. If Cincy just comes out of that game and plays clean, is that game even remotely close to how that played out? I don't know. It's really interesting what's happening to the Steelers' week two line, so we'll talk about that in a second. But one, they did cover wire to wire. That one was also – I mean, that one, it goes to overtime. I mean, just a crazy game. Uh, Chris, you talked about Seahawks. I mean, we said – that's a that's a Mr. Poop. That's a hazmat suit. No one in the world is going to touch that except the Chris Dukes of the world. And they win it outright on Monday night. And then Kmar talked about Vikings. I, I'm happy to admit I was wrong on that. That felt so popular and so trendy. Chris, even Dennis came in on the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. The public, the sharps, nobody, everybody wanted the Vikings. And and you and I, Matt, I mean, I remember at first when I saw the, the one and a half, I talked to her, I said, that's bait. They're holding out that Packers minus one on the road. But then once I heard every single sharp on it and then even the public, I was like, oh, shit, I got a little. That's when you step back and say, oh, shit, has this got too trendy? But, you know, there's always one or two of those every week that you, you, you're like, oh, shit, has this got too trendy? And it, it caches, but there's another one that doesn't. And you're like, it's hard to pick between the two. So um, that one was just a stay away for me, too. But, uh, yeah, man, my, Matt, can you give a shout out to the dad who the one lone – dad in the survivor contest that took seattle tonight oh my fuck you're right <laughs> the we one said, we said the, now none of us are playing in circus survivor but we gotta find this guy yeah we gotta you gotta you gotta just we be gotta like, see hey. what kind of nuts he has <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible that's right we so none of us are playing in circus survivor um because fuck that i get six thousand people but Anyway, they they release plays that everybody's on, and there's one motherfucker on Seattle, and we even joked about it, and um, that's absolutely amazing. We got to find that's that so guy. Awesome. We're gonna at Circa. We're gonna be like, you guys got to get us in touch with yeah. the dude that get from Seattle. Twitter, get us his name, something. <laughs> yeah, that, that that guy needs he needs his moment of glory. Uh, that's that's absolutely amazing. But, uh, okay, let's talk about maybe what we – we talked about maybe hindsight, what it could have, should have. Like, I know for me, I I took Philly. Um, I don't know what to say. They were up 17 points going into the fourth quarter. They win by three. There's not a lot you can do. Sometimes when you're laying points, you are exposed to late-game shenanigans and garbage time, and, and that got us. So that's that okay. Um, is, is very disgusting. I'll take it. Yeah, it's not like we were way off on on something crazy. And let's talk about maybe what we expect going into this week. I, I think the thing that jumps out to me is there were going to be four double-digit favorites in week two. And I don't know if it's going to be that because I'm not sure how this Broncos-Texans line is going to reopen. But you have three of these teams that were going to be massive home favorites in week two, all lost and looked bad. The Rams lose to Buffalo. They were going to lay 13 to the Falcons. Uh, 
And we're sitting here on Monday night right now. And that one is sitting at 10 and a half at the Superbook. Uh, there's an 11 at WinBet. So yeah, 10 and a half, 11. The other ones were going to be obviously Niners. Denver. The Niners too. I mean, Denver was going to be 10 and a half. That looks like it's at, I'm seeing 10s. The Niners, I don't know what that opened at or if what the Niners look at. play well and the Seahawks look like shit. That's oh, that's 11, 12, but now it's what eight, eight and a half. I think the Niners look ahead was nine and a half, and I'm seeing eight and a halfs. I'm seeing a nine. Uh, there's a couple other ones too. Who am I missing? Who's the other big favorite? That oh, Green Bay. Green Bay look ahead was yeah, over the Bears. I'll have that in a second. That look ahead was 10. I think that one is the one that is still 10. Seems like people are throwing away the the rain game for the Bears. Mm-hmm. So you have all these big faves in week two that didn't look good in week one. And I don't know, Chris, we got to find out what, what the what do we got going on with double digit dogs in week two? I guess that's that's what you're going to want to look for. Yeah, and you mentioned something about the teams that looked bad that were favorites on week one that are coming back. That could be a good thing, that related dud. Obviously, that's what Vegas is thinking. They're thinking regression because if you based it off what the Niners look like and what Seahawks look like, that line would probably be closer to like six or seven. But they're still inflating it because they know the Niners couldn't possibly play as bad and the, and the Seahawks probably played better than, than they should have, so. That's why we're seeing that Vegas, they're going to shade to the higher line always and hope they get dog money. How do you approach it, Neil? Because on one hand, you could buy into the bounce back narrative that maybe these teams that lost your, your Rams, your Packers, your Broncos, your Niners, teams that were projected to be good, you bet on them to, to bounce back and really show what people thought they would be. But on the other hand, are these still going to be too inflated towards the favorites early in the season? We know dogs cover weeks one through three more than the rest of the season. Yeah. It's the it's ever, this is why it's such a beautiful thing we love to bet on because everyone's going to be wondering all week, did the Saints play down? Which they did, right? I mean, they look like shit the first half. Then Jameis comes out looking on fire, right? Or what did the Falcons play up or did the Saints play down? Everyone's going to think that did the did Denver play down or did Seattle play up, right? Did the Cowboys play down or did the Bucks play up? Everyone's going to say that. And that's, that's why week two is great. And we say, don't overreact. Let's just take everything with a grain of salt and just try to find some value. And, uh, you know, know there's going to be a little regression. Typically. And the other thing too, Chris is like, did Seattle just give max effort? This was yeah. Russell Wilson coming home. It's Monday night football. Did they just max out? And I mean, they're going to play a division opponent next week, but are they, is that in a weird yeah. way, kind of a flat spot for Did them? Did the Niners max out? Probably not, right? They might've went in thinking we got this, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's also fair to wonder in terms of effort and stuff, what are, what do we do with these teams that went like full length of overtime? What do you do with, Pittsburgh this week that just went all the way to overtime on the road against a division rival and you had it that was just a, a beat them up game now you got TJ Watt the with Patriots his, look by the way Matt yeah not great um 
so that's a game that went deep into overtime. You had the the Texans and the Colts literally tie. So you went the entire – you played five quarters almost. And so you talk about teams that went all out week one, especially those two both were division games. That's got to be – that's also something you got to consider here, these, these teams that went all the way through overtime. Yeah, and the Colts have a smelly line. I'm mad if I can add one thing. Sorry, Matt, with some stuff. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, go for it, Neil. But that that Texan one is interesting, right? Yeah, that Texan one uh, is interesting, right? They play a full overtime, and then they go to Denver. And, right, I don't know what it is, but there's crazy stats around altitude in Denver in September, and I think Mm -hmm. even more so in week one or two. So here you have a road team going to Denver after playing a full – you know, a full game plus overtime and now having that altitude uh, could be something to look at. Well, and also keep in mind, too, that Denver, I mean, the narrative may be that, oh, they're they're not good. This coach sucks. They don't know what they're doing. How about losing two fucking fumbles going into the end zone by two different running backs? I think I saw it's the first time that's happened since 2000. And so all of a sudden, that's that's what fourteen points off the board. So let's not get too carried away with oh Denver's Denver's in trouble, uh, Chris. I mean, you don't like to lay a lot of points. You're not laying double digits usually, but could you see this being kind of a a home run spot for Denver? Yeah, you love to see again. Like we said, what did you just see? Denver looked like shit. Oh, the Texans are tough, man. They, they almost beat the Colts. You're going to maybe the, the average Joe might look at it and go, give me the, the nine or 10 or whatever it ends up being and say, give me all those points when they might, and then Denver ends up winning, you know, 24 10 and it's, it's easy cover. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely look at that and uh, keep that because I do like that. Um, we've been talking about that for a few years that Denver, even when they're not that good, it's kind of like, of course, the Rockies, look, they have the, the best, you know, or worst home road split because it's tough to go to Colorado and get a win there. So um, they're scrap. Those Denver teams are scrappy. For sure. I do want to talk about the Patriots Steelers line because that is one that has moved. Um, I think the look ahead was Patriots one and a half. I think this opened. Did this open at pick? No, it opened at New England one. And so it's New England one and a half. So, okay, you're telling me that Pittsburgh goes on the road and wins at Cincy as a six and a half point dog. They go deep into overtime. There's a million missed kicks, a fucking blocked extra point, all kinds of crazy shit happened. And New England looked horrible down in Miami. And now the Patriots are a road favorite in Pittsburgh. Oh, boy. This gets me excited, my brother. So I'll I'll see if you guys like this poop too. Neil mentioned it. Neil's yeah. Neil's sniff radar is always uh, pretty sharp. He said, "How's that?" And I love it because, I mean, yeah, you you look and if the Dolphins don't get a fourth and seven, nice tricky play, awesome, and a fumble six from Mac, that's fourteen points right there. You you know they only won what by two scores. So yeah, the, the, I think the Patriots looked a lot worse than they did. And I think the, uh, the uh, Steelers might've looked a lot better. Like you said, all five, how are you tied? And you got five, you're like plus 
four or five on the turnovers. You got a pick six, and you end up tied. That's bullshit, man. Did you want to add anything to that, Neil? Because you did come in this morning in our group text and say that is the that just not going to be a smellier line this week. Neil's having technical difficulties. Yeah, no, I was my, you know, my poop, oh, go ahead, go you ahead. know, senses are getting better. Um, thank you. So, yeah, I was just saying my, my poop senses are getting better. Thanks to dad, Chris. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that one just, I don't know. This, it just seemed wrong. I don't know what I expected it to be. I expected, I guess, Pittsburgh to be, you know, about a field goal favorite. Um, and just the fact that, you know, not even picked to say that, you know, the pay, the Pats are expected to go lay. That just seemed very off to me. Um, but again, kind of liked it. Bell, you know, let's, let's go back Belichick. I don't have a problem backing Belichick, um, any point, especially if it's smelly. So, uh, definitely going to give that one a hard look. Hell Yeah. Another one that's interesting to me this week is the Ravens and the Dolphins. Uh, I think this was a Thursday night game last year. And I want to say Baltimore was like a six, six and a half point favorite. Went down to Miami and just got utterly dismantled. Do you remember that, Chris? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Baltimore has no issue with the Jets. Miami looks great. I think the look ahead here was four. It looks like three and a half right now. People need to know that the Ravens injury report is concerning to say the least. And uh, Miami came out of that New England game in pretty good shape. So I'm going to keep an eye on that one for sure. We'll see if they give us the hook in the contest or if that even comes down to three. I uh, would not be surprised, but we'll see what happens with that. Anything else we want to cover that we missed? I want to keep this one nice and short. Matt, what do you feel, and, and Neil, what do you guys feel, to me, on another road fave, road division fave, to me, doesn't the Chargers line, I mean, I don't I don't really care about what the look ahead was, but doesn't this smell like shit? I mean, you've got a team that absolutely dismantled the car. They look like they could do, it was like they are playing a JV team, did whatever they wanted against the cards, and the Chargers didn't look that good. I mean, what, they got two or three picks from Carr? I mean, they... And they're a field goal away from, or an extra point away from being a, you know, a close ass game. Like they didn't, they really didn't look good in the red zone. So to me, everyone's like, oh, the Chargers or whatever. And the Chiefs minus three and a half seems like you got to have some stones to hit that Chargers side. What do you think, Matt? What's the den? Is the den side there, Chiefs? I think so. I think he's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always a tough one because, like, I could see that being a one possession game. Last team that has the ball wins. But what if they get seven? What if they what if they win at 35 28? I think the one I mean, you're going to have to really have a nut sack to bet the under in that one, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's the game side? Uh, over. <laughs> uh, but yeah, over, I think. Yeah. You're going to have to have a balls the size of that. Seattle guy and survivor to, to go under it. But they, these teams have played each other. This has been one of the greatest head to head the last few years. I mean, didn't chargers go into there and beat them last year. And then 
Chiefs came here and returned the favor, but they shouldn't have. It went to like, that was a den. It was when the Chiefs, they went to OT, laying three and a half or four, and they covered because they scored six in overtime. That was one of those ones we got fucked on. So, yeah, they play close games. So I'd lean towards taking the points just because I know everyone's going to think Chiefs is free money. Yeah, I can't argue with that. A couple other narratives I think people should keep an eye on is this Cowboys dead and buried narrative. Um, that's everyone is selling Dallas. Dak's dead. Uh, O-line dead. Zeke dead. McCarthy, no clue. Everyone. I don't think you're going to find a Cowboys bet this week outside the state of Texas. I think, yeah, I think I, one guy is here with me right now. So keep an eye on that. I want to see what that is. That that's got to be over ten, right? Man, and you're or telling me they were saying, they were saying it would have been two or three with Dak. Is Dak worth that much? Oh man, I don't know. Jeez. Um, what else narrative wise? I mean, the Eagle, the Vikings looked unstoppable on offense. So uh, that's going to be really interesting to see how popular they are uh, Monday night against the Eagles. I think the Bills line, I mean, people are just going to lay the number on the Bills no matter what this season. Let's see if they still go 12-5 and five against the spread. Titans, and then let's please. let's end it with this, Chris. Let's shout out our dad, Dayball. You and I both had the Giants, and we said – and they score, so we're feeling like we're pretty good. Now, we could get fucked if it goes to overtime and they lose by six because we had five and a half in the contest. You want to shout out Dayball for pulling his cock out and going for two and getting it? <laughs> Yeah, I guess I heard today that he he went to a couple of people and said, hey, guys, if we go get this, you guys cool if we go for two? And he goes, yeah, all of them said, fuck yeah, coach, let's do it. So that's cool. They went down, got the six, and went for two and got it. And he goes, look, we're going to be aggressive. You like to see that, a young a coach, a new coach being aggressive. Yeah, you love it. Um, yeah, that one is fucking awesome because now they come home. We love those road dog to now home fave. Be careful mm. with those folks. You know, you have to have a short memory in this shit. Like, they were so good to us last week, and we're probably going to sell them this week. 100%. Yes. What about you went outright? Week? Why don't you talk about the Bucks and your Saints? Look at that. Are they going to be high and mighty on the Bucks after that primetime win? Dude, the Saints are on like a crazy division straight up run against the, the Falcons and the Panthers and home even the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, home division dog. Give me the Saints. Put them in your teasers. Go up through the three, up through the seven, and uh, take them on the fucking money line. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Uh, too bad Neil had technical problems. We'll get him on the week two preview. So we're really going to try to record this on Thursday for the listeners, get it available for people to listen to on Friday. So thanks for checking us out, making us part of your week one recap. And Chris, I guess with Seattle winning tonight, the last thing left to do is to remind everybody what happens sometimes when you bet on poop. Sometimes you go four and one, 80% in the contest. Baby, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah. Nah, 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 nah,